The Sportsy Show. Welcome to the Sportsy Show. I am your host, Chuck Banner, and I have no friends with me this week for the League of Enthusiasm portion of the podcast. All right, so we're going to go over last week's predictions, and I went 4-1 and one in the League of Enthusiasm, bringing me to an 18-12 and 12 record for a 60% win re- win uh on my predictions overall for the season and my friends went three and two for the past week for a 14 and six overall record bringing their winning percentage to a 70 percent so my friends got are eking me out so far in the league of enthusiasm on predictions on win percentage and the game of the week last week uh i thought actually came down to brad versus dan and the reason why was this is between between two potential playoff teams. Uh, Brad needed a big win, and he just barely lost on it. Uh, Dan could have solidified it even more with uh, starting Marvin Jones, but he didn't need to in the end, and Dan picked up a big victory to go to a 5-2 and two record, I believe. We'll just go to the homepage real quick. And we'll see our overall records. Yeah, it's a 5-2 and two record for Dan after that big week or after that big win. But I think the biggest win on the week goes to Rob. And that was because he was going up against Jordan and they they both needed a win. Um, Rob eked it out, goes to 3-4. and four, So he's sitting at the fifth seed overall on the season right now. So, you know, if, this, if the playoffs started today... Rob and Brad would still be getting into those last two playoff wildcard spots. But we've got a close race at the top, folks, for the one, two, three, and the four. Uh, I lead the way, the anti-dentites at six and one so far with the first seed. Uh, come get some Dan's team right there at the top with five and two. And Tom, shy style hot dog heart attacks. At five and two as well, and digs out for Harambe. Trey changed his team name since David Johnson's been sucking a lot of digs. Uh, he's also at five and two, so it's it's a log jam at the top, but it's also a log jam at, the, at log jam at the bottom. Uh, the bottom four teams: uh, Nick's Yetis, the Guru, the Cursed One, uh, Demac Flop serving and the weapon x project all at five and or all at two and five so the next couple weeks here are going to be huge for this league in determining uh the playoff standings and who's going to make it who's not going to make it and everything that goes on from there uh the the guru did pick up a big l this past week for the curse to continue i guess the curse was just like oh you going to bench Aaron Rodgers? All right, we're going to put up almost a 50-burger on your bench then. Uh, his bench might have outscored him. I didn't actually look at that, but it, it would be interesting to see, to be honest. Let's let's uh, let's see if we can go pull this up pretty fast here. All right, so we are loading up the box scores from last week when he lost 90-146. to 146. The high score of the week, to be honest, for Trey. It still isn't top Tom's um, week one score of 178, I believe. Yeah, 178. It still isn't top that, but it it's a good... It's a good score for uh, high score of the week. Doesn't doesn't get him anything, but let's see here. 
a big old 48 on his bench from Aaron Rodgers. Another 12 points from Royce Freeman, bringing him up to 60. Another four from Mike Williams, 64. Three from Demarcus Robinson, bringing up to 67. Uh, 71 with Alan Lazard's four points. And, yeah, he scored more on his bench because Ryan Fitzpatrick put up 21, bringing him up to a grand total of 92 points on his bench. Uh, he he could have played. I mean, he wouldn't have started uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick over Josh Allen, but he could have definitely started fucking Aaron Rodgers over Deshaun Watson. But David Montgomery, negative one points, that really fucking hurts. Plus, when you get a negative one out of David McMahon, or Brandon McManus, so, I mean, you get negative two points, he could have started guys that did nothing. Like He could have started James Conner, who got a zero and, and did better, <laughs> which is pretty fucking terrible. Uh, but that's just the curse working out for, for the curse, you know? I mean, it. people say it doesn't, it doesn't happen. It's not real. And this is where I just say it is real. It's very real because it it happens year after year after year. Yeah, there might be a couple of years in the League of Enthusiasm where the curse really didn't strike that hard to the previous champion. I know Trey's been the guy clamoring for the fact that there's no curse, but Trey, come on. The curse struck Sean at the draft when he selected James Conner as his keeper over Zeke Elliott. So let's not pretend like there's no fucking curse when it proves right there that there's a curse. All right, so uh, we already mentioned that Trey was the high score of the week. That brings us to Jake as the low, low, low score of the week for the third time on the season. And Second in a row. He scored a mere 45 points in his loss, 105 to 45 to Tom. And that brought Tom to 5-2 and two record, as we already mentioned earlier. All right, now we got to mention that MVP race, baby. And as much as it pains me to say that a defense is in first place, it makes me very happy to say that it's the Patriots' defense because they are my defense, and they lead the MVP race with eight points. And then there's a two-way tie. Well, not necessarily a tie because we do go by points overall here as well. So in second place is Delvin Cook from Rob Zombies with six points, 135 overall on the year. And in third place, Austin Eckler from the Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks Tom's team also has six points, but has 104 fantasy points overall in the season. And that brings us to the quarterback of the year race. It's been a tight race all season, so why would that stop in week seven? It doesn't. It just got fucking tighter. In first place, Lamar Jackson. 11 points on the season from Come Get Some dance team. In second place, Russell Wilson with 10 points, 178 overall fantasy points on the season from Demac Flop Servant, Jordan's team. Then there is a legitimate tie for third place. 
Patrick Mahomes and Brett and Dak Prescott from Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks and Rob Zombies, respectively. Both also have 10 points and both also have 158 fantasy points on the season. Legitimate tie for third place. And that gets us to the week eight predictions for the League of Enthusiasm brought to you by your commissioner, Chuck Banner. We're going to start out with the cursed one versus last place Jake. Now, both technically these guys are both in both in last place, but I digress. <clears throat> as much as it pains me to say that I'm going to that I want to uh to take Sean, I'm going to predict him to win this game even though he is cursed against Jake. And the reason why is because I looked at the matchups. I look at every matchup when I do these predictions, and I just kind of look it down the line. And I go, okay, whose quarterback do I like better in this matchup? Whose quarterbacks, you know, whose running backs, blah, 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 blah. And I just go, based on who it's matched up against across the screen, that's who I pointed against. And I go, oh, I like this guy over that guy. I like this guy over that guy. And I just kind of tally it up over the end, and that's how I get my shit. So I'm going to predict Sean to win this game. He is projected to win as of right now, Wednesday, 1.58 p.m. He is projected to win 114-107. I predict that the Guru will win. Then we go to Brad versus Tom. Uh, Brad's got a bye week conundrum this week. Uh, It did look like he just recently changed his lineup from when I had checked it earlier. But he's got a couple of guys on by, a couple of big players on by this week. That's going to kind of hurt him. And that's why I picked Tom to win this week. He's got some juicy matchups. And he's just the better team on paper. So we went with the shy style hot dog heart attacks over the Chicago Twisted Maniacs. And here's another uh, bottom of the barrel teams playing each other matchup that I took Nick. Nick's Yetis over Demac Flop Servant. Nick is projected to win 115 to 109. That really didn't play into my things. The only thing that really has me worried is that he has Matt Ryan going. And other than that, I mean, if he doesn't have anybody on his bench that he can put in, that'll be a a suitable replacement. Then uh, he's got Mason Rudolph. So Mason Rudolph versus Miami. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with my pick of Nick just because of the Mason Rudolph versus Miami situation. Otherwise, I might have flipped it and, and gone with Jordan, but I'm going to end up going with Nick right here. Then a huge matchup between Rob Zombies, fifth place, and Dan, come get some, second place. 
Rob is projected to win 111 to 104 at the moment. I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go with Dan's team. I think he's the better team on paper. The I, I don't like that he has to play Matt Moore this week, but Rob's playing Joe Flacco, who's literally not any better. He might be worse. And... and there's a lot of guys on Dan's team I'm not a real big fan of, like Tevin Coleman and Darren Fells, but and Mike Nugent. But I don't know, man. Like he's got Christian McCaffrey. I think Philip Rivers. I think the Chargers are gonna have a good game against Chicago. I don't think Chicago is scaring anybody. Their defense is too tired by the end of the game because their offense sucks. They can't stay on the field. So I'm gonna go with Dan with this one. And then that brings us to potentially the most realistic game of the week. The anti-dentite, 6-1 first place over digs out for Harambe, Trey, 5-2, fourth place. It's a pretty even matchup. I'm projected to win 113-104, to 104, but he's got some juicy fucking matchups that I think are going to go really well for him. And that's actually why I projected or I predicted that he'll be winning this game. I mean, Michael Thomas got a layup. And as of right now, as of this recording, he is still putting in Justin Tucker, a kicker on by. I expect him to change that, but who knows? Michael Thomas got a layup. Fucking Kirk Cousins got a layup. Jared Goff's got a layup. I really don't have any layups when it comes to that. In fact, I actually have some tougher matchups. I've got, oh, you know, Odell Beckham versus New England. Sony Michelle, or uh, not Sony Michelle. Uh, Dan- Daniel Jones versus Detroit's defense. Kyler Murray versus New Orleans defense. I've got a lot harder of matchups this week. Uh, I need Tyler Lockett to to exploit the fuck out of Atlanta, and I need Mike Evans to go off against Tennessee. Other than that, I don't really know how much of a chance I really stand in this game unless guy unless this guy just gets shut the fuck down. But he's got Stephon Diggs, juicy matchup, Cousins matchup, Goff matchup, uh, Thomas matchup, Hopkins against Oakland isn't bad. Hunter Henry versus Chicago. I mean, Chicago's defense isn't going to be good in the second half. Uh, Seahawks going up against Atlanta. Atlanta can put up points, but maybe not this week. They have no no Matt Ryan. So uh, I fully expect to lose this match. Uh, I need to win to continue being in first place. And I don't necessarily know if my schedule gets any easier going forward here. But This is a win that I needed. Or that I need. And it looks like I play Trey again next week too. So I play Trey in back-to-back weeks. And unless that's a mistake and I need to fix it, it's possible that it is. But... 
either way, I mean, like, I got Jordan in a couple of weeks, so that'll be a nice layup. And then I got Sean and Jake. I guess I do have a pretty easy schedule, strength of schedule from here on out for the rest of the season. But we'll see how it goes. Um, with that said, that's the predictions from this week of uh, the League of Enthusiasm. And we'll be back in a few moments with the Dynasty League portion of the podcast. And welcome to the Dynasty League portion of the podcast. If you don't want to listen to the Dynasty League portion of the podcast, you can turn this podcast the fuck off. Alright, so for everybody who didn't turn off the podcast, this is the Dynasty League portion of the podcast. And uh, last week I went three and two, and my friends went four and one in the predictions. That brings me to a nineteen and eleven record with a sixty-three point three percent winning percentage on the predictions, and my friends to an eighteen and two overall record with a ninety percent winning percentage with the predictions. Uh, the waivers this week are as follows so actually for saturday last week the last round of waivers there were three additions the never nudes as predicted went back after Corey davis for a minimal 12 dollars dropping the redskins defense ryan's little lebowski urban achievers picked up latavius murray for four dollars Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks picked up Jason Witten for a dollar, dropping Matt Gay. And this today's waivers that went through earlier today at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I spent the most amount of money. I have a lot of fab dollars left, and I need a great defense if I'm going to make some sort of a stretch run here towards the end of the season with my running backs fucking dead and injured. Uh, I picked up the New Orleans Saints defense for $16. They have been killing shit. Uh, Trey picked up D.D. Westbrook for $5, dropping Willie Sneed. The fuck offs picked up the... Pittsburgh defense for $5. Uh, Johnson's out for Harambe. Trey picked up Auden Tate for a dollar, dropping Rexy, sexy Rexy Burkhead. And then I made the last waiver addition, dropping Will Fuller, picking up injured Arizona rookie wide receiver Hakeem Butler for $1. And that is our waiver wire uh ads and drops of the week there were no trades this past week in the dynasty league but that brings me to um what i want to talk about right now is the trade deadline is week 10 that would be november 7th at 8 p.m eastern standard time that is the thursday that is seven o'clock p.m um, Central Standard Time for the Thursday night football. It is right before Thursday night kickoff. It brings us up to the last possible minute almost that we can do trades before week 10 officially begins. 
And then there will be no trades available in the Dynasty League until after the championship game ends on December 23rd. So that brings us to December 24th, 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is really also December 23rd uh, for us in the other parts of the country at 11 p.m. and... Like 10 or 9 p.m. And for Ryan, I think. I don't know. Whenever the game's over for fucking the championship, that's when we can have trades. Trades are then legalized in fucking the Dynasty League once again after that. So, just so you know, that's what's happening on the trade front for the Dynasty League. For League of Enthusiasm, it is a little bit different. The rule book doesn't specify. It just says it'll be posted, and we've always gone by week 10. I don't remember if it was before week 10, just like the Dynasty League, which it probably actually is, but I made a he- went ahead and made an executive decision and said it's going to be the Wednesday before week 11 starts. So the entirety of week 10 League of Enthusiasm we have. For any of you League of Enthusiasm listeners who decide to stick out and listen to the Dynasty League portion of the podcast, you're getting a little bit of your news nugget right here. But I think I also posted it on the website, ESPN, and maybe on Facebook. If not, I will. Um, There you go. And that brings us to the top five rookies of the week for the Dynasty League. Week seven rookies. All right. Our top five weekly rookies are as follows. Gardner Minshew, the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, got 20.8 points on the week for quarterback nine. Good for quarterback nine on the week. Josh Jacobs, running back, Oakland Raiders, 13.4 points, running back 11 on the week. Wide receiver, O, first name, can't say it, Johnson for the Minnesota Vikings, 10 points. Good for wide receiver, 22 on the week. Chase McLaughlin, kicker, believe it's the Chargers, 10 points. Good for kicker number 10 on the week. And then our fifth and final rookie of the week, Daniel Jones, quarterback, New York football giants, 9.5 points. Good for quarterback 20 on the week. And then our top five rookies overall on the season. Number one overall pick, Kyler Murray, quarterback, 129.6 points. Good for quarterback eight on the year. Undrafted Gardner Minshew, quarterback, 112.3 points. Good for quarterback 13 on the year. The number two overall pick, Josh Jacobs, running back, 88.1 points. Good for running back 12 on the year. The third overall pick in the third round, Terry McLaurin, 
Wide receiver, 71.9 points. Good for wide receiver, 13 on the year. And in fourth, I mean fifth place, last but not least, Daniel Jones, the number five overall pick. Good for 69.1 points. The quarterback, 26 on the year. And that has been our rookie update for uh, everything. Oh, and he was uh, pick four, not pick five, like I said. All right, that brings us to the prediction portion of the podcast for the Dynasty League. And uh, we were going to have Tom with us, but for some reason, this, uh, the, um, what do you call it? Like the speaker phone, you know, putting someone on speaker, uh, it doesn't work for some reason on my phone anymore. Uh, it might be time to get me an upgrade. So we'll see what happens in the future. But just know that if you're going to be on the podcast from here on out until I get a new phone or fix the problem, Gonna have to be here in person. But Tom did give me his predictions for week eight of the Dynasty League. Here are Tom's predictions. Well, I guess we'll just go as we go. First game, we're gonna start at the bottom. Rob versus Mark. Mark is in full tank mode. We don't even have to look. We both pick Rob to win this week. Then there's the Guru versus the Green Bastards. Uh, We both think that Sean should be able to pick up a win over Zach this week. Even though Zach had a fucking huge win last week over me. And it really fucking hurt my chances. I need to pick up some fucking big wins here in a hurry against some good teams. Trey versus Ryan. Um... Yeah, we both think Trey's actually going to win this week. I think it's mostly just to say fuck Ryan for Tom. But for me, I actually looked at it. Uh, I don't really like Trey's team a ton, but I do think he can beat Ryan, depending on what happens with Ryan's uh, starting lineup. And then Tom versus Jake in the, quote, I told you so game from Tom. He believes that he told Jake so when he tried to trade him Kyle Allen. And Kyle Allen, who knows if they're even going to put Cam Newton back in. I assume they probably will, but you never know. You're right. We both picked time to win this game. And then me versus Al, I need a fucking huge victory in a huge way against Al. Al's only loss on the season, I believe, is to Tom. So I actually predict Al is going to win this game. Even though I do have a couple of nice matchups, I think Al's got a couple of nice matchups too. So we'll see what happens there. Tom, on the other hand, is picking me to win this game. If I can win this game and pull off a fucking huge victory, that'll be humongous. Especially with some of the losses I've had in the season that were just brutal. Like last week's was heartbreaking. That loss against Sean was fucking heartbreaking. If I win those two games, this is fucking gross. And I'm a lot better than I look right now. But, you know, 
four and three. I'll take it right now, but I got to start winning some of these fucking games or else I'm going to have to start selling pieces for 2021 because I'm not going to get any of the good picks with Mark already in full tank mode 0 and 7. All right, so that is uh, the podcast for the week, and uh, fuck off. I got work to do.